Blog Talk Radio. Plotted attacks at his desk. Wow. Nuns come forward with abuse allegations against Catholic priests. And voter fraud means new election in North Carolina. Also, I hit it and quitted headlines. Alabama newspaper publisher calls on KKK to clean up D.C. Also, Patriots owner charged with soliciting sex in trafficking ring bust. And also, Virginia School apologized over Black History Month exercise. We're going to have a little-known black history fact from um, Buxton, uh, Louisiana. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? Got a surprise for us tonight. Our weird news. Uh, teen girls charged with robbing bank. Also, dog shoots man. And German police say did cow kick slaughterhouse worker. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying with red wine, you asked for it, you've got it. Living for the city with Papa Didi, another surprise tonight. I'm quite sure it's going to be a good one. My Hollywood wrap-up, cocktail of the week is the Frisky Whiskey. I'll kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. You sweet Ben Rouge, this is red wine. And if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, what's poppin' with Papa Didi, weird news, and I'm just saying with me, living for the city with Papa Didi, and the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, my favorite, and the world-famous kiss it list, and of course, the last word. We serve it up every week on a Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. 
You can call us each week live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306. Or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. And Bonsoir, darlings. Bonsoir. Only getting ready to shift gears, right, and go into the hot topics? Yeah, our first topic tonight is this, uh, this Coast, Guard, Coast Guard officer. Let me just say that slow so you understand what I'm saying. A Coast Guard officer. He plots an attack at his desk, so... Sitting in his office in the Coast Guard headquarters, where the mission is to ensure the safety of the nation, Lieutenant uh, Christopher Hansen took uh, illicit operatives and plotted terror attacks that he hoped would uh, spark a race war, according to the authorities. Jeez. All right, two outward appearances. The 49-year-old lieutenant was a suburban father with a desk job uh, supplying Coast Guard ships um, who was uh, glimpsed by neighbors of coming and going in uniform and walking his dog with his wife. Typical uh, all-American white guy, you know what I mean? But uh, in court filings, prosecutors said that uh, he was also a domestic terrorist, okay, and self-described white nationalist. Studied the method of the uh, the Unabomber, the Virginia Tech gunman, and other extreme killers stockpiling guns and drugs, and uh, drew up a target list of potential cable news networks and domestic politicians, uh, Democratic politicians, to be um, killed. And uh, wrote uh, the prosecutor said also. Uh, he wanted to murder innocent civilians on a scale rarely seen in this country. He was just off the chain, man. This dude was a lieutenant in the in the Coast Guard. You know, no no shabby job. Just go to show you that that KKK robe just ain't, ain't a robe no more. It's a uh, people just out there, you know. He was arrested last week. Appeared in federal court in Greenbelt, Maryland, wow. on uh, Thursday morning. All right. Uh, his hair was closely cropped. He had on uh, regular uh, detention clothing. Uh, yeah. Showed little emotions and declined to speak as the prosecutors and his lawyers argued the question of whether he uh, should be released from custody. Heck no. Until the trial. Now, the magistrate judge, uh, Charles B. Day, said no. At least one of the at least at least for the next fourteen days, while prosecutors consider further charges beyond the uh, relative manner beyond the uh, relative minor uh, gun charges and drug possession charges. So prosecutors uh, indicated that they would uh, probably file terrorism related charges before the fourteen day period as well. So that's all they can get them so, on. Is the stuff he had, the weapons and the, the drugs and whatnot? Well, I guess I'm, I'm sure the defense came up with, with some kind of cock and bull stuff to make them think or to make them feel like he wasn't a threat or what have you. You know, they always come up with some some wild stuff that, you know, 
I don't understand that. I mean, I understand he hadn't done anything yet, but if you're storing up all kind of artillery and you've already got written stuff where you're planning to go out and kill people that you have a list with names and everything, it just seems like, I don't know, it just seems like that should be some kind of something they can hold you for more than two weeks. How would you just say, well, you know, he didn't do anything just yet? You think it's because he's a Coast Guard officer that they're giving him leniency? No, he has a case no. already. I mean, yeah. he's pending. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry about that. Well, I was, was going to mention that that maybe that he's in the Coast Guard. Maybe they've shown him some, some leniency or, you know, I guess it depends on the state where you are. It depends on, you know, the state and what they're going to do. In their laws. Well, this is in Maryland, right? He was taken to court in Greenbelt. That's in Maryland. Mhm. Well, I don't know what they can get him for, other than stuff he was planning. If it was Minority Report, they would have locked him up. You well, remember that movie the, um, where they could see the crimes before you did it? Yeah, but what about yeah. the heavy artillery he had? They can't get him on that. On what he was possessing? Yeah, well, they just—they first got to, they first got to get him in the system, which they did. You know, once you put somebody in the mm-hmm. system and you lock him in, they got him in, you know, in the groove. Now, you know, they're sitting back to see what would develop from that. You know, because now they—they're watching the house, and you know, the surveillance game is on. So now it's just a matter of seeing how things uh, develop. You know, but I don't think they're going to end up letting them go because. I think he'll be a complete flight risk. I think he'll be gone because he know that there's no turning back on what he did and what have you. He'll be he'll be gone. So, or they may be stupid enough to let him go, and he may yeah. just still make a move. So, but you know, know what? He might be part of he might be part of a bigger ring. Who knows? You know, he might just be the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's actually a term they used. It was. Tip of the iceberg. They're just curious on how it's going to develop because cause it's mm-hmm. some heavy stuff. It's very unique and very, uh, you know, to be a military person, a Coast Guard, it'd be an officer at that, a lieutenant mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Coast Guard. They're just shocked to say, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Who else out here is perpetrating at the, uh, a regular citizen? Well, now, so you know. that's true. Undercover so, haters. Don't get it. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it is what it is. It's okay. this crazy world of ours. Yep. Yeah, speaking of crazy, I got uh, the nuns now are coming forward saying uh, they have some abuse allegations against the Catholic priests. I'm like, wow, now it's the nuns too? So Pope Francis is hosting uh, a landmark summit on clergy sex abuse, and much of the focus is on protecting the minors. But now you've got new um, issues coming up where the nuns are saying they need protection too. They're victims. So there was a particular story about uh, a nun, Sister Doris Wagner, who said she was raped by a priest in her convent. Um, At the time, she was 24 years old, and she had come from a poor German family, and basically they were all silenced by the system. I'm like, wow. 
So she's saying that the experience of sexual abuse uh, didn't fit into the kind of thing that you would tell anybody, you know, when you're going into the life of being a nun and you're supposed to be like the other sisters and, you know, you don't speak out because she didn't want to be blamed or shamed or be told by her superiors in the convent basically to sit down and shut up. So she just didn't say anything. And then there was another case in India in uh, since September that said five nuns have rallied in support of their sister who claimed she was raped by her bishop 13 times. But Indian law protects the identity of the victims, so the nun sisters have to raise their voices. And, of course, the bishop, uh, Franco, I don't want to mess up his name, I'll say Franco M., is denying the charges. So the nuns have sent two letters to the Vatican's ambassador in India, and they got no reply. No reply. How disrespectful is that? So they're saying that there's, um, you know, they have fears about being protected along the way since basically all of these bishops and the other clerics just all band together. And now because of this summit going on, there's a lot of conversation, but it's about the children who have been abused. Nobody's talking about the nuns. So some of these nuns are saying, you know, why shouldn't these people be held accountable? You know, why should it take a summit even to bring attention to the abuse to the children? So this particular nun who was raped 13 times um, said that she told her order of nuns today that this majestic basilica is a symbol of power to silence victims. And that's how people are getting away with it. People aren't talking. They just shut up and take it and go on back to their convent and and the priest or the bishops or whatever title they hold, they go back to their church and nobody says anything. I, I just, is this I one just, of the first known cases? Is it what? Is this one of the first known cases that people have really been talking about? Uh, you know, among the nuns. I don't know if it's one of the. I don't know if it's one of the first known, but this is one of the few that has been actually written about, as far as covered mm-hmm. in the media. Because as she said in this particular story, the twenty-four-year-old nun. She came from a poor German family, and she was silenced by what she called the system. So all I can say is, you know, people who are dealing with this stuff, don't stay silent. Tell it. Because if you don't tell it, it will continue to go on and on, and it will be somebody else next. So that's all I have on this. I I don't know. I do want to say that uh, the Pope, could put an end to some of this by just changing up the rules. But Mm -hmm. as long as they just send send these people from one parish to another, you're just sending them to where they can get new game, new fresh meat. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody comes and tells you that this, this guy is doing stuff to these children, molesting children, molesting nuns, whatever, and instead of them dealing with it, defrock these guys, basically kick them out of the priesthood, they don't do that. They just move them on to another location. I don't know why they think that's going to fix anything. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Well, it's, it's, I look at it like this. It's so much money and power in this in this Catholic religion that is ridiculous. And that's why I think they, they think they are to a point where they're untouchable. 
and a lot of times they are. You know, we were talking earlier, like you said, who who has their own zip code? The Vatican has their own zip code. Who does that? So that, to me, shows that they got a lot of power and a lot of money. You know, they got that old money. So if something like this happens, sure, they're going to push it, you know, underneath the rug. Because we have too much 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 money, we have too much money and power that we can't move mountains, and that's what they do. They move mountains, like you said. They just move people, the guys, to another parish. Yeah. So, you know that's 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 the sad part that people have to suffer it's very sad. because you want to continue to stay in in power. You have the means, you have the money to move people, and you have the power also. You know. Yeah, and they have the power to shut this mess down in in many different ways, but they choose not to. They rather try to protect the guilty instead of protecting the innocent. I say it's something wrong you with your mission statement. If that's what you're doing, uh-huh. it's something wrong with your mission statement. I agree. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. You are so All right. right. I'm going to get off of it because that stuff makes me angry. Makes my yeah, neck hot. Same here. Woo, so when is um, the Pope going to be in the, um, when is the Pope, he, he, he's um, in the Vatican now or he's talking now? He's holding some kind of summit. So basically what they did is they called a meeting. Mm. <laughs> like, okay, oh, meeting great. of the mind. called a meeting. Yeah, I'm going to call a meeting. Right. Now, what are we going to do with these people? We're going to push them off to the side. Yeah, we're going to have a big show of a meeting. And I guess, you know, maybe they're waiting for it to die down. But it's not going to die down if more victims keep coming forward. That's true. They're going to keep coming out the woodwork. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I guess we just had to follow this. We just had to follow this story closely. Okay. All right. Bye. I got the last hot topic. We only get into this um this election in uh North Carolina. It ordered in NC after possible illegal activities. So in Raleigh, North Carolina, the North Carolina Board of Education on Thursday ordered a new election in the ninth congressional district after allegations of illegal activities in the handling of mail in ballots. They're effing with the mail imbalance. What is wrong with these people? The five-member board's unanimously action came after several days of hearings into public um, Republican ballot collecting practices in 2018 general election. So they said through the testimony, I listened to over the past three days, I believe a new election should be called. It's be- it has become clear to me that the public's confidence in the ninth district seat general election has been undermined to an extent that a new election is warranted. This is what Harris said. I guess he's part of the board. Um, Harris made his um, declaration one day after his son, John Harris, testified that he warned his father of the possible illegal tactics, political, um, this um, political operative, um, his name is Dallas, he used in an absentee ballot operation. So this guy, Dallas, he went into people's home and said, okay, we'll take your ballot, we'll take it to the board or whatever, and, you know, we'll put it through. 
but apparently they weren't doing that. They were taking those um, those um, ballots and they were probably destroying them. So you know that 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 was um, ballot tampering, and that's what they were doing. Right. So I've never um, heard of people of, taking your ballots like that anyway. I haven't either. Absentee ballot, you always mail it in. You know, they mail you the right. form, and then you fill it out, and then you mail it back. Nobody comes, like you said, personally to your home and get your ballot. Yeah, that sounded shady insane. right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But um, it took his son to say something to his father. He was skeptical, the guy helping him, Dallas, um, McCray Dallas, but he went ahead and, and, and um, hired the guy. And uh, this is what he gets as a result of what happened. So the guy Dallas was doing the the dirty stuff, but I think Harris he wanted to he wanted to win by any means necessary. That's how I look at it. He didn't even think about uh-huh. what his son his son was thinking about. He didn't care. I think that was the bottom line. He just didn't care. So um, now they're going to hold the re- um, election all over again. Mhm. Yeah. So we'll see what's going to happen. You know, we shall see. And this is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-mm-mm. They're still doing some election, crazy stuff down here. Mhm. Wasn't that election held originally back in when was that? November. Yes, yeah. in 2018. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, that was in November when they held the first one. Mm-hmm. And this thing has been a mess ever since. Yes, it is. But it takes time, you know, for them to do the investigation and stuff. And, you know, just like I think they should have should have done some investigating on the um, the lady's apron. But she said, you know, let it go. She said, let it oh, go. Oh, yeah. That was in uh, Georgia. Right. I think they were doing some tampering there. But she was like, just let it go. Same thing in Florida. I forgot the guy's name, but he was running also, the black guy that was running in Florida. They did yeah. some hanky-panky down there, too. So, but uh, When will it end? I don't know. I guess when we start getting out there and protesting, I guess. We got to go back at like the 60s, I guess. Yeah, these people won't get off their cell phone long enough to get out and protest now. That'll be rough. But anyway, all right. Anything else on that one? All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. You're listening to a Pajama Party show on Blog Talk Radio. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stock and Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the... Uh, Wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle, orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the abajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives. 
get the recipe. And you can find out how to make the cocktail of the week and sip along with us. Are the instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. I got the aviator. Get the recipes at www.avajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. In red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay, we got, there's a lot going on, I'm telling you. We got, whew, man. Going to switch to the uh, hit it and quit it headlines. Uh, red wine, you're up first on that. What you, what you got going on on that? Man, let me tell you about this Bama down in Alabama. Alabama newspaper publisher is calling on the KKK to get the ropes and clean up D.C. Now, this is, is a publisher out of Alabama has got a newspaper. He wrote an editorial calling for the Ku Klux Klan to night ride again. He, and the editorial in the, uh, the name of his paper is the Democrat Reporter newspaper in Linden, Alabama, he said the KKK would be welcome to raid the gated communities up there, talking about D.C. area, uh, referring to where Democrats and Democrats in the Republican Party live in and around Washington, D.C. The editorial blamed these Democrats for plotting to raise taxes in Alabama. So his way of solving it is to sick the Klan on them. And he wrote this as an editorial in his paper. His name is Goodlow Sutton. Good old Goodlow. He's the newspaper publisher, and he was unapologetic. He said, that's right, I said it, and I don't care who doesn't like it. He said, if we could get the Klan to go up there and clean out D.C., we'd all be better off. We'll get the hemp ropes out, loop them over a tall limb, and hang all of them. This is what he wrote in his paper. Then he turned around and said, I'm not calling for lynching of Americans. Well, what are you calling for? That's the definition of lynching, fool. So lawmakers are slamming him, urging him to resign, and basically he just gave them his behind a kiss. He said he's not going anywhere. Um, He was inducted into the University of Southern Mississippi's Mass Communications uh, Journalism Hall of Fame back in 2007 with his wife. Uh, who died in 2003, and now the university has released a, a statement condemning him and announced that they are removing him from their Hall of Fame. They said, if you want to talk all that mess, you can't be in our Hall of Fame. So, I mean, basically they're saying this man has a history of publishing inflammatory headlines, usually, usually with a racial slant. This is just the kind of stuff that he does. But I guess he figures it's his paper. The paper has been declining in in uh, numbers as far as circulation. I don't know if mm-hmm. he just does it for sensationalism or is that really how he feels? Who knows? But I put him on the kiss it list. Bama. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> He's the Bama of the week. <laughs> yeah, he is the Bama of the week. Uh, uh, 
Good low Sutton. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good low Sutton. Wow. Mm, 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 yeah. And where's this okay. again? He's in Alabama. He's a Bama. He's a Bama in Alabama. Wants to send mm, the Klan mm, up mm. here to clean up the politicians in D.C. Wow. It's crazy. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. All okay. right. Over to you, Papa Didi. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. Um, the world was shocked today around, what was it, maybe 12, 31 o'clock this afternoon? What when, happened? When a news flash came wow. across that wow. the owner of the uh, New England Patriots, who just won the Super Bowl about three weeks ago, their owner, Robert Kraft, who's a man that's a complete billionaire, he owns the New England Patriots. Also, if you open up your pantry in the kitchen, You'll see all the stuff that uh, his company owns as far as uh, macaroni and cheese and uh, damn ranch dressing and you name it. He owns Nabisco. He owns everything. This man is worth like $6 billion. And he gets caught up in a sting, which was in a strip mall in uh, Florida, Mm -mm -mm. Palm Beach, Florida. So apparently that must have been his little spot where, you know, old rich guys went, you know, to get they get their little jocks off, their little uh Go whack their pee pee. Yeah, whack their pee pee, little uh <laughs> little uh, massage with a happy ending, you know, little okay. squirt squirt on the back end thing. But oh, uh like no. the uh, Patriots owner his name was Robert Kraft, he was charged with soliciting uh sex and a trafficking ring bust. Now they had they had uh, already roped down this particular uh, this particular uh, massage parlor, okay. And um, I guess that was his normal normal spot. And they knew they knew that that's what he used. I mean, he that's what he did. You know, when he went to Florida, I guess that was one of his old retreat joints. But the police officers had this place on a sting move being the fact that there was some trafficking connected to it. So when he got down yeah. to Florida, I guess yeah. he wanted to make a little pick stop, you know, to, you know, do the little squirt, squirt, happy ending, you know, do his little thing. But what gets me is that this man is worth $6 billion, okay? And you're going to get him a massage in, in a strip strip mall in Florida. Now, either you just need to get out or or what have you. I mean, damn, you can't bring the coup to you, man. <laughs> All that money you got, why are you going after you when you could bring Coochie to the crib? I'm just trying to figure out what, what that, yeah, that's that about. Crazy. You know, yeah. you were $6 billion, and you undercover trying to, to get your Johnson wet. I don't, I don't understand. You know, and it's yeah. just um, it's, it's real cheap. You know, I think he should really be, you know, smacked around a little bit just for stupidity. I'm sure he's kicking this <laughs> up in the head, too. I'm sure he's kicking himself in the head too, because wow, he's worth wow, worth six billion dollars, and he gets caught up in a little street hood uh, sting operation, and a little back gate, you know, a little bleach smelling uh, little uh, day day <laughs> oh, joint, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe, smell. Maybe, that, maybe that's his fetish. Maybe. That's, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but oh, wow. 
as a billionaire, you know, you, you shouldn't be crawling on the ground searching like that. But I guess he yeah. likes some little spots where you walk in there and you smell bleach in the air, you know, when everybody. But then maybe he's being shot. cheap. That's all. He's being cheap. Yeah, cheap, but he just, maybe he knew a couple of them in there and what have you. But it was already, everybody in there was working for the law because the place had already been sh- shook up and, and shut down. But they kind of yeah. set it up and kept it going superficially so they could put a sting operation there. So they got recordings of everything. They got so it now, on video. You know, yeah, you got them on video and a whole lot. Oh, night. that's nasty. But I tell you what, I'm going to really uh, speak on here in a little bit in my segment of what's popping. I'm going to I'm going to put some compa- com- some comparisons out there that's going to blow your mind and show you how people. Everybody's being all nice and and timid with him. Different people in the in the sports world who are sports analysts right now who used to play for the Patriots when they asked their opinion today. Everybody's kind of walking on eggshells and. And being all nice and saying all this stuff and what have you. But, you know, deep down inside, you know, like I said, I'm going to speak on it in a little bit. And I'm going to break it down hard. You know what I mean? Because just going to show you that uh, everybody is capable of, of shooting themselves in the foot, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and this joker here that did something and it shocked everybody. Because, you know, the police, first of all, too, they go at the big, at the big fish, you know? Mm-hmm. Him a small thing. Maybe getting him was their main objective. They said, if we can shut down, if we can get Robert Kraft up here again, and sure enough, here he comes, getting out of his little limousine or whatever he's in, his little Tesla or whatever. You know, damn well, he ain't pulling up in no Hyundai being a billionaire. <laughs> so you're pulling up in, in all these fat rides and got fat money. And if you see it on the news, you'll see that the, the day spa was just inside of a strip mall. It was next to a Chinese restaurant in there. I'm like, wow, man. But they gotta... said, I saw that on the news. They said that these women that were working there were trafficked, you know, had been yeah, brought well, that, here. Well, that was the history of it. That was the history of it. But crazy he, stuff was going on in there. That was it. Like I said, they have shook down the place already. Now the place was just set up as a sting operation. But he didn't know. He just walked right up into it, mm. you know. And they already had the place all roped up and wired up and wired down. And he fell right into the trap. You know, so um, and and when it happened, Asian women that look scared to death. Well, whatever he got going on, but but when it happened today, it was just it it blew everybody's mind. Not so much the fact that he's immune to trouble or nothing like that, but but like I said, people are really shocked because to be a billionaire, damn, you know, you could have he could have rolled up, man, he could have just had coochie coming out of anywhere, you know. I mean, damn, you. Stoop that low, you know. That's that's the scary part about it. Was like, wow, man, are you kidding me? He could have called hey, Uber Papa, delivers. Papa. Good. I, yeah. I, I think I think you said the key thing. He just needed to get out. <laughs> he yeah, he needed to get out. Up in the house. He, he to get out. Needed to get out. Get some. Yeah, he kind of, you know, I, I guess some people have to look at the whole broad picture. Some people put on dark glasses. They just think nobody can even see their ass or whatever they think. I don't right. know. And they put on sunglasses and they just think they undercover as hell. Like I'm invisible you. now. Yeah, I see you. I see you, <laughs> Mr. Oh, Crab. It's you. I see you. I see you. You know. So, but anyway, um, you'll hear about it today. It just happened this afternoon, and um, it's still raw. It's still out there, and uh, you'll hear about it over the next few days. But when you listen to it. Look, listen how everybody is being the fact he is who he is, how everybody is 
commenting real casual and being over precautious and all, but they're being delicate. Yeah, they're being very delicate. But you know, we'll we'll talk about something here in a few where I'm gonna throw some comparisons out there. It's gonna blow your damn mind. All right. But anyway, mm-hmm. we'll we'll keep it moving. Uh, Let's see. Uh, over to you, Kettle. What else is happening? Yeah. We're talking about shock, man. I'm telling you this. I guess we have to look at where things are going on. Uh, Virginia, um, where was the other place? North Carolina. Yeah, Alabama. uh, Yeah. Um, Virginia School apologized over Black History Month exercise. An elementary school in Northern Virginia is apologizing for uh, trivializing slavery after students played a game in a physical ed class that required them to simulate moving through the Underground Railroad. You play this kids. As part of recognizing Black History Month, students in the third, fourth, and fifth grades, this was at Madison Trust Elementary, elementary in um, um, Blab Blabliton, never heard of it, Bramablin, I can't even pronounce it, Virginia, um, were given a lecture this month after the Underground Railroad. The students were then divided into groups of, of six and were responsible for re- overcoming a, a physical op- obstacle, such as moving through plastic hoops without knocking them over and so on. Um, slavery, he, he goes on to say, slavery is not a game. The game first reported by the Loudoun Times uh, Mirror was supposed to be um, taught on teamwork, communication, and cooperation, according to the school system. So now it sounds like they're trying to cover up what the, I guess, what the um, teacher wanted these kids to do. So the president of. uh, Right. So Michelle Thomas, she's the president of NAACP and Loudon Branch, said that aside from abolitionists, there could be no other role for students to play in an underground railroad simulation because African Americans use a network of trails and hiding places to escape slavery. Here you're going to put them in that same position where they are, they were traumatized. They were already slaves. So now, you know, you're saying you want these kids third, fourth, and fifth graders to act like they're slaves and going through un- underground railroads? Damn, give me a break. What is wrong with people? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Mm. 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 So, so the principal, he's saying now, David Stewart, I don't know if he's black or white, but he sounds white, I extend my sincerest apology to our students and school community. This is contradictory to our overall goals of empathy, affirmation, and creating a, a cultural responsive learning environment for all. Yeah, okay. You can kiss and it, kiss blah, it, kiss blah, it. Blah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and sound off the violins. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, you know what? To add insult to injury, there was another incident that happened in another school in Virginia where a parent was on the news saying that they, the in the class, the teacher was doing some stuff where they were simulating like a slave trade or something. 
where the students were, some of the students were trying to buy the, the slaves or some crazy stuff like that. And the parent was, like, outraged when Are her kid serious? came home. Yes, this was, in a, in again, in another place in Virginia. I don't understand what's happening in the in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Mm-hmm. They don't anything they you know, want to do, that's what. They're not a state. Mm-hmm. Virginia is a Commonwealth. I don't know what's happening in Virginia, but they really need to get a grip. They they have no sense of reality. They're they're in their own world, I believe. And whatever goes on in their world is is you know, it's it's just like when um the newscaster on Channel Four, that's why her excuse my language, that's why her ass is gone now. She didn't think blackface was, was a bad thing. Oh. Lady, 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 where 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 are you from? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that goes back. You know, he's probably from some of these cities that we're talking about. You know, they just don't, they just too far removed. They don't think that these things are going to hurt an African-American person. Come on now. Really? Okay. Yeah, but really simulating the Underground Railroad with the runaway slaves, and you got the students pretending that they're trying to run away by running through an obstacle course. You're trying to escape the slave masters. Real, I, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just boggles my mind. Why this teacher thought that that would be a good idea? This well, ignorance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. If you want to comment on it, you can give us a call at uh, 914-803-4306. If you're already on the line uh, listening, just press 1. You'll be put in the queue and uh, give us a comment. But the thing that gets me is that if you look in their textbooks in these schools, there's nothing in these textbooks about black history. So they're not teaching black history mm-hmm. to these schools at all. You know, an overzealous uh, Caucasian teacher just comes in one day and says, well, being this black history why don't we do this here? And they set up some crap in the room. Like you said, they set up a couple boxes and a couple chairs and some cardboard boxes, and they give their little depiction of what they think that the uh, the Underground Railroad was or what have you. But mm-hmm. if you look at the school's curriculum, there's not a damn book in that building that says anything about black history other than the, the, the common Martin Luther King. You know, like right. oh, they'll yeah. give you Martin Rosa, they'll maybe give you Frederick Martin, Douglas. Rosa, yeah, Rosa Parks, Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington. They'll talk yeah, about the. Uh, they'll talk about the other gentleman. Uh, the, Carver. Uh, yeah, they Carver. might give you Carver. Yeah, whenever you just like when you was young in school, you had a typical Black History posters, five or six of them. The guy that invented the peanut, and Booker T. Washington. You know, the five usual suspects. And that's about it. They don't get deep at all about anything. And now, here's this teacher want to be innovative and will have the kids running around like, you know, now the kids are wondering who's who. What am I representing? You know, you're they're in the fifth, fourth or fifth grade, and they ain't got a clue about anything. Mm-hmm. So instead of you enriching their mind first with theory and trying to mm-hmm. make them understand something, you go straight to the practice. You know, you don't just right. teach them about a bomb or what a bomb can do, you just sit a goddamn bomb in front of them and say, here's a bomb. You know, Let's go ahead and light the tip of it and let it blow up in your face and, and realize what a bomb is. Now you know what a bomb is. Yeah, so it's just, you know. That's right. And, but like you said, th- th- that area, you know, in Virginia period, I mean, I was, 
I was in the military in Virginia. You know, Virginia has a lot of issues. Yeah, that that Ooh, that state that. that state is off the chain. It's no offense it's to anybody got, yeah, from yeah, Virginia. Yeah, well, y'all have issues. Yeah, Red Wine said that, but I don't give a fuck either way. <laughs> anyway, what I'm just saying, the fact is, uh, you know, Virginia is deep, man. It's deep. I was stationed down at Virginia Beach, you know, years ago. I'm talking, I'm talking like. Whew, Man, between like 77 and 81. And man, them cops would just break up stuff. We were just, uh, and we, we were military sailors chilling out on the beach, you know, and then jokers would pull over and just break us up like we were just. So Virginia Beach was something, you know, Norfolk, and oh, please don't even remind me of those days. So, but anyway. All right. Well, that's the hit it and quit it headlines. Did we get everything? I think we got them all. I think so. Oh, boy. Yeah. And again, no offense to the folks from Virginia, but y'all do have issues. Whatever. So, I'll <laughs> say whatever. All right. We're going to take a very quick break, and we're coming back with um, tonight's little-known black history fact. So uh, you want to stay tuned for that. We're going to tell you all about Buxton, Louisiana. Uh, we'll be right back on the uh, Pajama Party Show. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? Welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And uh, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show, and it is time for this week's little-known black history fact. So tonight we've got a black history fact from, where is this, from Buxton, Louisiana. Anybody ever heard of Buxton? Louisiana? No. Not really. Okay, well, that's why. It's a little-known black history fact, so uh, let's (laughs) see. Okay. um, Where am I? Do you you know about her? (laughs) Yeah, I got it. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Uh, during mm-hmm. during the tail end of the 19th century, the nation was deeply divided in economic lines, uh, but there were several towns and cities where black people could thrive. In Buxton, Louisiana, a coal mining community was built on the promise of collaboration. In 1895, coal company and rail line magnate Ben Buxton sent workers to the south to recruit coal mine workers 
after many white workers went on strike at the time. Over to you, Papa. Uh, let's see here. All right, a majority of these uh, miners are black, and quickly uh, they were quickly Let me see. Hold on, hold on. Where are you quickly acclimated? Is that really No, 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 no. I was reading another. Which which one am I reading? The second one? The first one? The second one. Okay, Braxton Cookie Rose and and the promise he has a minor. The growth was. uh, Let's see, the town was progressive in the sense that that it treated both uh, black and white workers, European immigrants. It is sense as equals. Let's see the racial integration and harmony translated across the town as schools featured black and white students and teachers alike. By uh, 1910, between eight to ten thousand people lived in Braxton, with the black population leading the way. Mm-hmm. One of Buxton's best-known early figures was Dr. E. A. Carter who went on to become the first black graduate of the University of Iowa Medical College. Like most mining towns, Buxton's profitability began to wane in the early part of the 20th century as energy demands shifted and coal production reached its limits there. So by 1927, a majority of workers and their families vacated the town. Today, it is a designated historic town site and was placed on the National Registry of Historic Places in 1983. Who knew? Buxton, Louisiana. All right. That was pretty good. So now we know a little bit about Buxton. Known history. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with Buxton. So now we know. I wasn't either. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> yeah, who knew? All right, well, thank you, everybody. Got that black history fact on Buxton. All right, we're going to shift gears and go over to uh, Papa Didi or what's Papa? You ready, Papa? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, trying to put something together here. Uh, okay. You know, I was uh, in the middle of uh, taking notes on the segment that I was uh, talking about so I kind of got thrown off a little bit on the black history fact I was in the middle of writing some notes but and I apologize for that but but getting to my my head was so strong on what I wanted to say concerning this Robert Kraft situation because it's a deep thing you know it's a deep thing first of all I heard everybody today walking on eggshells with this whole thing and it's just blowing my mind you know you got Warren Sapp for example Warren Sapp was a Hall of Famer that played for the championship the champion uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers now he was an analyst on the NFL Network this man lost his job okay with a prostitute in I believe New Orleans the night before a Super Bowl game So Warren Sapp, a Hall of Famer, working for the NFL Network, lost his job. And another gentleman who was uh, working for the NFL Network, uh, running back, I'll get his name later. His name fails me right now. But he lost his job as well. 
two prominent football players, Hall of Fame, had lost their job because both of them got hooked up with a prostitute situation. And, and now, today, and not just today, but you, you haven't heard them interview Tom Brady or anybody yet as far as prominent people. But everybody that you hear that's going to talk about craft is going to be walking on eggshells, saying, well, I don't really believe it, but the blah, 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 blah. But if that was um, Antonio Brown or, or Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell or a young black guy that got jammed up on some crap like that, they would have just pulled out all the all 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 the all the punches. You know? Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, those guys got so much money, they blah 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 blah. And they would have got all deep and strong and everything with it. But I'm telling you, over the next couple of days you're gonna hear more whitewash on this thing with Robert Kraft. You're gonna hear everybody talking all apologetic. Oh, I'm shocked, but I'm sure there's an explanation. And oh, he was on medication and yada yada yada. You just wait and see. You wait and see how they sugarcoat the shit out of this. But if it was somebody else, if it was one of these little young black football players, they would have put the screws to this guy. They would have still been talking about it tonight. You cut the TV on, it would have been on every every telecast far as what was going on talking about his past and his his marriage and when he got married and who he was seeing and who he was dating and who he was messing with they would have just elaborated big big time so you just take a look over the next couple days on craft and just see how nice they are to this man when deep down inside this man was trying to get his johnson wet like everybody else okay trying to get your Johnson wet like everybody else. Went out there, and that was your little spot. That was your little joint. Now he's up in Boston. Boston's where they're from. That's the New England Patriots. They're up there in in New England. But he's all the way down there in Florida where he can go, and it's all liberal, and he can go there and 77 years old, get butt naked, and, and get his get his privates taken care of. That was his spot. But he didn't realize that the cops had already raided that joint, shook it down, and put their own people in there. Set the camera up, and there he goes, just like they expected. Oh, here comes Kraft. All right. Friday afternoon, coming to get his little business done, get his little happy ending on the back end. And sure enough, he stumbled up in there, a $6 billion man in a strip mall, getting his Johnson wet. Damn. Anyway, women. yeah, yeah, I'm, like I said, I ain't going to beat a dead horse. But I only, I only said it just to say that uh, if that was somebody else, if that was a young black athlete, they'll be running his ass in the colds like they're doing uh, R. Kelly and everybody else. You know, it just don't matter what, you know. But anyway, I just want to put that out there. Okay. All right, that was a good one. I cannot disagree. Okay, let's see. We're going to go right into the weird news. Keep it moving. No takers? Okay. All right, I guess we'll go right to the weird news. Uh, I'll go first. You're up. Okay. 
Weird news. I've got teenage girls charged with robbing a bank. Out of Fall River, Massachusetts. Police in Massachusetts have charged teenage girls ages 14 and 15 with robbing a bank. Wow. Fall River police say the 14-year-old girl walked into a Bay Coast Bank branch in the city on Wednesday afternoon and told the teller that she would blow everything up and kill everybody if the teller did not hand over cash. A bank employee handed the girl an undetermined amount of cash as she left. The girl was seen on surveillance video getting into a black Toyota Camry outside the bank, allegedly driven by the 15-year-old girl. Police got a look at the license plate and traced the car to the home and found the girls, both charged with armed robbery. Their names were not released because of their ages. Who? I mean, 14 and 15 robbing a bank? This hussy came in and said, give me the money or I'm going to blow up everything and kill everybody. Oh, and they went on and they said, all right, here, take the money because we got your license plate on surveillance. So we'll be there in a minute to get you. And they even they didn't stop. <laughs> they didn't stop to take the plates off the car or nothing. They just jumped. They're young the, and dumb. They just drove the car out of the driveway and said, let's just. They said, all right, we got the money. Let's go home. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's just go back to the crib. Oh, my gosh. Young and dumb. It was probably mama's car. Yeah, because at 15, she shouldn't be driving anyway, unless you can drive at 15 in Massachusetts. I don't know. That's another comment. Maybe they do things differently. I don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. What's your weird news, cattle? Oh, okay. I'm up. Yes, Dog shoots man. This is in Berlin, Germany. Dog shoots man. A German court has ruled that a dog owner isn't fit to carry a firearms license after his dog shot him with the rifle. <laughs> a Munich administrative <laughs> court on Tuesday dismissed the man's appeal against an earlier decision by varying authorities to withdraw his license to own a rifle as well as his hunting permit. The decision followed a 2016 incident in which the man, a passionate hunter, was shot in the arm after his dog managed to release the trigger on a loaded rifle that was lying in his car. (laughs) The court ruled the hunter couldn't be relied upon because it was assumed that he will handle firearms and ammunition carelessly in the future as well. The man whose name wasn't released can appeal the verdict. Grief. Oh boy! What they yep. should have done is kept the dog from having a gun. Well, now I guess there's no law against that. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That trigger happened. All right. Uh, Papa, what you got for us? I got to hear the German police say that a. The dead, the dead cow kicked the slaughterhouse worker. This is in Berlin, Germany. Uh, police in southern Germany say a slaughterhouse worker uh, suffered serious injury after being kicked in the face by a dead cow. Really? In a statement, police said the cow was killed according to regulations early Thursday at the uh, Abat in Alden and hung from the meat hook for further processing. 
police said the caucus then kicked the man in the face, apparently due to the nervous impulse that experts say isn't uh, uncommon. While he was dead, he still had nerves going through him. And the man was kicked in the face by the dead cow. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's so, funny. How do you manage to get kicked in the face by a dead cow? No, he was still, you know, once they chop their head off and Ooh. hang them up, you know, I mean, the rest of the body is uh, dead yet. It's still got nerves running through. Wow, that was interesting. I guess he stood in the wrong spot still, huh? Okay, well, that's. And that's, that's why it's so weird. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. Yep. Oh, crazy man, oh, man. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Well, well, we can take Look, if any if, if anybody else has any weird news, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306, and join in the weird <laughs> news discussion. <laughs> Give us something else to laugh about for tonight. Yeah. uh uh-huh. So we're gonna yeah, take a little CC and come 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 back with you, Red Wine. Yeah, we can do that. All, Ooh, right. all right, we'll be right back with them. Just saying. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the city on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa Didi myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Uh, I mean, uh, bonsoir. Oh, oh, yeah. She went on. <laughs> bonsoir, darling. She went regular English. She go. No, I was getting ready to say, I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh-huh. Slow down now. Anyway, bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Comment allez-vous? Oh, boy. Here now, you go. I'm back. I'm back. Anyway, it's time for I'm Just Saying. Oh. And tonight, my topic on the I'm Just Saying is you asked for it, you got it. Now, this one is kind of rough. And if I ruffle anybody's feathers, let me just apologize now. No. Right. I'm just saying, because that's what I do. Okay, so now we got women that were lured and radicalized by ISIS who married ISIS radicals that left the United States wanting to come back home. It seems that they think the United States should reach out and help them to get back home. But the United States didn't help them go join ISIS, did they? I mean, I don't mean to sound cold or harsh, but I'm just saying, you asked for it, now you got it. This is what happens when you jump into something that you think sounds right at the time, but then you realize that the grass was not even green at all. They showed you a picture of green grass, and you got there and found a whole lot of fallen debris and weeds. Many of these women were posting stuff on social media, 
telling people to run their cars and trucks through crowds of people and kill as many as you can. They were encouraging people to engage in all kind of acts of terrorism. And, you know, I think they honestly meant what they said when they said that stuff. But now these women want to come home. There's this one woman who came originally from Alabama. She wants to come home. She's trying to sue the government because the government won't, you know, roll out the red carpet and do whatever, pull strings to get her home. And then, and most of them now have had children since they bring that, since they got there. They want to bring those kids home with them back to the United States, and they want the United States to pay for it. Really? I mean, I'm just shocked that they had the nerve to request government assistance to get back home. And why should we trust them now? These are the same people who said kill people, blow up people, injure people, as many as you can. And now they're saying they're reformed, that they're no longer radicalized. Do you really think that these people should just be taken at their word and forget about all the venom and hate that they posted previously? I'm just saying, ladies, you asked for it. And now you got it. I'm sure life is nothing like what was promised to you when you got over there overseas and joined ISIS. But that's on y'all. That's not on the government. If their family wants to help them get home, then that's on their family. But there is no way that I want to see my tax dollars go toward that kind of rescue when there are still prisoners of war, genuine prisoners of war, being held in who knows all over the world who need to be rescued, let the government pay for that and bring those people home, people who fought for their country legitimately and got captured by uh, various enemies, as we call them. Pay, pay tax dollars to get them home. I know some of these girls were young and inexperienced when they made the choice to marry these ISIS fighters, but again, sorry, that's the one now. If their family was not aware of what they were doing at the time they were doing it, when they were talking to these people online, then that's on their family too. I've heard that the living conditions over there can be really bad, and I feel bad for them in that respect. However, I'm still not willing to write a check to bring them back to the state. So, hey, if I'm wrong, call me right now and tell me I'm wrong. I'll listen, but I doubt I changed my mind. Those women are in a bad place now, and that's messed up. It really is. But it's not the government's responsibility to fix the mess that they made. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, sorry, ladies, you asked for it, and you got it. Mm. That's all I got. All I know right, it's that rough, but that's out here. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't trust them. I wouldn't trust them. That's my thing. And they all trying to come back. I mean, how can you? I don't mean to be cold, but I'm just saying. These are people who are online posting stuff. Kill, kill, kill. Death to America. Now you're like, I want to come back to America. My child, I want to bring my child and my children home. Uh, No, sister. You asked for that stuff. You got it. So. I agree with you on that. Sorry. I hate to be mean, but I got to be real. Mhm. Yep. You said it. You gotta be real. All right. All right. Yep. We'll keep it moving. Shall we keep it moving? Do we need to get an ice break? My ice is kind of low. Can I can I take a quick ice break, Heddle, and then we'll come back with Papa and Living for the City? 
That sounds that right, like a Papa? wrap. Okay, we're going to take a quick ice break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City on the Pajama Party Show. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello! You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the Pajama Party. And remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. Right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi, here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Woo! It's living for the city time with Papa Didi. All righty. What's happening in the city, Papa? Oh, man. I tell you, it's just so much news out here tonight. You know, I just want to um, just, you know, focus on things going past and going by. You know, it's it's just to get back on craft for a minute. I just having the opportunity to 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 get back on this is just a pleasure. You know, because mm-hmm. you know we we have so scrutinized. You know, as black people or black young black men and everything, uh, like the gentleman uh, Hunt from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs that they showed uh, kicking this woman and uh, the other brother to play for the uh, Baltimore Ravens who never got back into football, you know, that that, uh, hit his uh, fiance at the time. They still end up getting married, so she's now his wife. And they were both drinking at the uh, at the casino in uh, in Baltimore or Atlantic City, wherever they are, were, you know. And they they kicked it. the Ravens got rid of him, and then he never came back into football. So I'm just trying to figure out the situation with Kraft. Like, you know, people are going to be taking it lightly, and I don't understand because I can just go on and on with at least. 10, 15 young black men that done different things, no matter what the subject, you know, now you done got caught soliciting prostitutes. Hell, that's right up there with everything else, you know? That's up there with everything else. You know, we can't downplay, you know, the biggest thing we're going through today is people getting a damn pass in this world, you know? Some people get a pass and, and just keep it moving, while other people get raked across, across the coals. You know, mm-hmm. like old girl. Uh, what's the girl's name? The uh, the one that judges on America Got Talent, Heidi Klum. Mm-hmm. That's another one. She cause she got a big pass. You know, she was ma- she was married to uh, Seal, the singer. You know, and she was messing around on him with the bodyguard. 
you know, and then now she's still on TV smiling and doing her thing, you know. Then you got the other one that sits next to her on the same program. One of the ones used to be uh, Mel B. Yeah, Mel B. Her and her husband was out there having all kinds of threesomes and stuff and doing all kind of all kind of wild shit. And she got all jammed up with that, where her husband was messing around with the girl on the side and all that was all up in the news. And she comes smiling on America's Got Talent like it's no big deal. So between her and Heidi Klum, that sits right next to her ass, both the women and show their ass big time out there in society. But they get a pass. And many people, oh, Mel B, oh, 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 Heidi Klum, ah. you know, clapping their hands for them like everything is cool. But they they, they both in the, in the news just being straight, you know, slutmeisters and shit. I don't give a fuck. I said it, you know. And, you know, but like I said, people get passes today. You know, you, you threw Bill Cosby in jail, you... You know, you, you you know you got R. Kelly on the he's on the fucking sliding board. He about to slide into the prison walls. But then you got Kraft, where it's like, oh well, he must have had a moment. They gonna you're gonna hear talk about his wife died a couple years ago. Oh, you know his wife died, so you know he's out in the last couple years, and he's gonna be oh, you know. Wait till you hear the fucking violins playing for this man. Over the next two weeks, because he gets a pass. And is it right? Hell no, it ain't right. You know, because like I said, we don't have time, but I swear I could run off 15, 20 people in the sports world that did some stuff like the night before Super Bowl or or was somewhere doing a college show and, and, and did something and did that, and he just raked them. The court of public opinion is a motherfucker. It really is. Believe me. Excuse my language. No, don't excuse my language. The court of public opinion is rough, you know? Even right now with Smollett, you know? It's the same situation, you know? Whatever his situation is still pending, but no matter how no matter how it may turn out, but people already got their opinions on what they think, you know? And they done already did, they done already did the trial on TV on him. That's what's ironic. You know, they done showed how they done talked to the guys, the, the two the two foreign gentlemen, how they done flipped and said this here. And, and the, the chief of police just, the superintendent of the police in Chicago, this one there just told a story. He done, he done already analyzed the whole trial right there at a press conference. Well, damn. How's the brother going to have any, any snowball chance in hell? Now, even though he did some stuff that people would deem that uh, was not right, or you you did something unjust. But why didn't a black superintendent give the courts a chance to figure that out? You gave fucking Zimmerman the opportunity to defend himself against killing Trayvon Martin. So why, how the hell is a fucking black superintendent gonna get on get on get on TV and talk about how you know? Yeah, well, uh, you know he, he he did this, he did that, and I can't believe he did that. I'm pissed off. Uh, why don't you just shut up and let the shit go to trial? You know, let let it take its course. But no, nah, you're going to talk about how you're going to he defaced black people by saying a false report. But now you're defacing the, the judicial system by trialing a motherfucker right there at a press conference. So who are you? So, you know, like I said, 
listen with the third ear and, and see with the third eye because it's deep. It's real deep. And, and what happened with craft is just, you know, that's just God's work, you know, to let everybody know and see that a white-ass billionaire can do some dumb shit like everybody else. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, that's Sound like you dropped the mic on that one. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> All righty. We see what was going on in the city. Okay. You keep moving? Thank you, Papa. Yeah, oh, why not? We're good. on a roll. All right. You well, want to take it out to the West Coast, Cal? Sure. He did a good segue on the... Might as well get into this Jesse Smollett thing. It's been plastered all over the TV. Uh, everybody's talking about it. Well, they set bond for Jesse Smollett at $100,000. And this is how the story goes, if you guys haven't heard it. Prosecutors say Jesse Smollett paid two men to help him stage a fake attack. He later framed as a racist and homophobic hate crime. The Empire actor who has been charged with felony disorderly conduct for allegedly filing a false police report faces up to three years in prison or um, a $25,000 fine. So um, he um, is supposed to be arraigned, um, I think, March the 14th. He's supposed to be back in, in, uh, um, back in court then. Um, just crazy. Just just. Like I said, it's been plastered all over the, the, the news and everything. But Chicago police, they are truly mad because the manpower and the time that it took for them to investigate this particular uh, crime, and it, it turned out to be a hoax. Um, hey, I think he's going to do, me personally, I think he's going to do some jail time, maybe a year. Um, but for sure, I'm quite sure they'll find him probably the max. Um, his his reasoning for doing it is because of salary. Um, he I guess he felt as if he wasn't getting paid enough. But come on, people, you, you're not a Taraji P Henson or you're not a, a um, uh, Terrence Howard. You just neither one of those. So anyway, um, yeah. In other in other Hollywood news, Michael Jackson estate sues HBO over leaving Neverland, a documentary. Uh, Leaving Neverland is alleged in a new suit to constitute a breach of the 92 deal that contained a non-disbargement clause. Michael Jackson estate is hardly letting go of Leaving Neverland. This is a documentary about the late pop star's alleged sexual abuse that is set to air next month on HBO. Um, Optima Productions and two co-executives of the Jackson Estate sued HBO and parent company Time Warner, claiming the documentary constitutes a breach of non-disparagement disparagement clause in an old contract. Really? Hmm. So Michael Jackson is that. innocent. I haven't either. It, it goes on to say Michael Jackson is innocent, period, begins the complaint filed in L.A. court. So in 2005, Michael Jackson was subject to a trial where rules of evidence and law were applied before a neutral judge and jury where both sides were heard. And he was um, exonerated by a sophisticated jury. But 10 years after his passing, there are still those out to um, profit from his erroneous um, worldwide success. 
Hmm, interesting. So the law may give no recourse to deed individuals when it comes to reputation, but those managing the Jackson business have found a way to haul uh, HBO into court over leaving Neverland. So it sounds like that his estate is saying that this documentary can't go on because of some um, contract disputes that they've already gone through. So we'll see what happens, you know. Also, um, that's what I say. That's something we need to follow. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is, is to be directed by Denzel Washington. This is going to be interesting. Film is based on the true story of Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Dana Canancy love affair with First Sergeant Charles Monroe King. Um, actor um, Michael B. Jordan is um, in negotiations to feature in, it's called the um, Journal for Jordan to be directed by Denzel. Wow. The movie penned by Oscar-nominated screenwriter Virgil Williams is based on the true story of, the, like I said, the Pulitzer Prize um, journalist in this love story. Hmm. Okay. Sounds good. So Denzel's going like to be a director now? Go ahead, Denzel. Yeah. I thought he's directed some films before. I thought he was um, instrumental in, oh, in, in um, doing something in Fences. I would have to check that out, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. He might have done some other yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm quite sure he has. Right. And uh, well, I was going to get into the R. Kelly, but nah, we've heard that story too too many times. So everybody knows the deal about R. Kelly. Um, unfortunately, he's being charged with ten counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, and from women's ages 13 to 17. It's just crazy. And okay. um, finally, you know, he's he's going to be prosecuted. Um, you know, so we'll follow that story continuously, I guess. I'm just tired of, of, of talking about R. Kelly because they should have been had him. Um, <laughs> and one last note, uh, Wendy Williams, she will be returning back on her show. Um, she was going through some um, personal um things and also um, she was um, diagnosed with Graves disease and she will be back on March the 4th so that will probably be the most watched uh, show on that particular day so that's March the 4th next Monday oh and also the Oscars are coming up on Sunday too so yeah I'll tell you more about that next week but no host for some reason I think Kevin Hart he's still going to do it <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, he said it's gonna be a surprise or somebody out there, but it probably, yeah. look, it's probably gonna be some damn robot or something. Shit. <laughs> they should have gotten Alicia Keys. She did a good job on the Grammys. Man, you do too bad. Yeah. In that Papa Diddy's girl. Yeah, you better believe huh? it. Oh Lord, That's there right. you go. <laughs> Yes, she did. Yeah, when she when she was playing she those two pianos, she, she was off the chain. I like that. Show. That was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fierce. She stole the show, I'm telling you. I've seen that girl in concert. Nobody does it better. All right, right man. All right. Well, good job, Carol, on the Hollywood Ransom. All right. And it's time for the cocktail of the week. Uh, you going to keep the mic, Carol, and give us the cocktail of the week? 
Ghetto. Oh, yes. My bad, my uh, bad. Put your glass down. Uh, I thought you wanted to go see you, a man about a horse. Do you have, do you have a cocktail oh, of the week tonight? Yeah, let me see if I got it. Um, I had, like you said, I had to go see a man about a horse. I got a beer. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. All right, well. I oh, got you it. got it? Okay, go ahead. I now. got it. It's called the Frisky Whiskey. Woo-hoo. Let's see. One ounce of Michael Collins Irish Whiskey. Interesting. Never hey. heard of Michael Collins. Okay, one ounce of Ferrer Jigger Honey Liqueur. <laughs> and uh, I'll spell it B-A-R-E-N-J-A-G-E-R. That's a honey liqueur. Also, one ounce of fresh orange juice, a quarter ounce of simple syrup, and two dashes of Agorastura bitters. So we're going to add all the ingredients to a shaker and fill with ice. Shake and strain into a highball glass filled with fresh ice. And uh, that's the Frisky Whiskey. It'll be on our website, A Pajama Party. Ooh. And uh, you can check us out there. So, and frisky I tell you whiskey. what, it's I've nice. I've never heard of Michael Collins Irish Whiskey. That's a new one on me. Mm, one got by you, huh? They got right. that one by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Papa. Why don't you tell us uh, about the Kiss It list? Well, the Kiss It list is everybody uh, showed their butt over the last uh, week or so. We'll compile a list of everybody that showed their ass. And uh, we got a special theme song for them. Uh, let's uh, start off with this Alabama newspaper uh, publisher. What was saying? Good, good low, Sutton? Oh, yeah, good low. Damn. You can't get more Southern than good low. Yeah, yeah, or stupid as far as he is. <laughs> saying that KKK should night ride again in D.C. Really? Come on now. Yeah. I tell you, that's, that's just deep. You know, it's so interesting. Let me just say this here, Ben. we got a couple minutes to play with. Uh, I noticed that people... Uh, will we'll say people of the right wing the right wing will come out and say that the Klan needs to do this and everybody needs to do that you know they're inciting so much violence and they're, they're just just um, initiating so much violence and things like that and the most things that people of color normally do is just sit back and, and listen to them talk crazy you know I mean, but, but what do you want? You want an outright race war in the world today? You know, I think that is what do they you want. want you, you want the brothers that are shooting black-on-black crime down in, in, in on the south side of Chicago. You want them to just go over to the north side of Chicago and start shooting? I mean, what do you, what do you want? You know, I mean, people got to stop promoting stuff like like they're looking for retaliation. You know, they keep talking about, yeah, well, the Klan needs to straighten this out. Or, or I'm, a, I'm with the Klan, and we need to hang their ass, and they need to... Yeah, like the Klan is got, a branch of government. Everybody's got, you know, motives. Then you got the guy, just to recap, today, you know, the guy that's in the, in the Coast Guard had all this artillery in a basement apartment 
in Silver Springs, Maryland. Okay, now this man is a lieutenant. A lieutenant in the in in the, in the Coast Guard. Lieutenant, man, that's that's like um one, two that's three steps away from being a captain. Next step from lieutenant is lieutenant commander, then commander, and then captain. You know, so he's three steps away from being a captain. Captain's the one that runs the ship. That's the top dog. You know, he's three steps away from that. Now, how the hell did you become a lieutenant any damn way from the beginning with your attitude? You know, you just crawl through white privilege and got his little promotion and act arrogant. How many black people's heads did he step on to get where he is today? Being you got all that ammunition was planning on killing a bunch of black people. You sure didn't give a fuck about black people in your career and in your endeavors to rise as a officer in the Coast Guard. So therefore, how many people's heads did you step on and lose to you getting what you wanted to get? You know, you didn't care about nobody. So what I'm saying in a nutshell is that everybody's trying to incite these different things and they're trying to spark people up to well what do you think what's what thing is gonna happen? You keep going after people. You think people aren't gonna eventually retire from you know, try to retaliate on things? You think people are going to just sit around and be shot and be humiliated or put down or or savagely uh, taken out of context like you want to? I mean, they don't realize what they're trying to start, and it would just be vicious. You know, and you can't, you know, you got to include the president, too, with his rhetoric and the stuff he'd be talking. He'd be inciting that bullshit also. So what are you trying to exactly start going? Yeah, but no, they don't know what they're doing because... Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm going to just say this, and I'm going to leave this alone. Do you know that back in the day that when when the Caucasians back then went to do something to a black man, they raid their houses so they can go get him and hang him, you know it took at least 25 Klansmen to just hang one black man? You know what I mean? Do you know what people do when they're about to lose their life? You know, the, how they would just go off. So they had to have, some, while he was fighting to defend himself, somebody had to come behind him out of nowhere and hit him in the back of the head just to subdue him. You know, and it's, it's sad. But all I'm saying to say all that is that they never came up on, on black people one-on-one. It always was 15 against one when they wanted to get somebody, capture somebody, kidnap somebody, kill somebody. It was always 15 clan people on a horse. Or however they got there, just like when they were in Charlottesville at night, they all marching together like a damn army of people, 88, 90 people marching at night with their little candles and shit. Cause they know they scared motherfuckers and they can't do shit one on one. So what are you trying to incite when you know damn well? Hell, you afraid the black man fucking your white women? So how are you gonna defend yourself and fight when you scared of the dick, let alone the fist? You don't want to go, you don't want the black dick to come out on y'all asses, let alone the black fist or the black firepower or, or the black charisma or for us to get in the game and start doing all kind of, I mean, it would be vicious. It would be just unbelievable because these people are ignorant from the beginning. So what kind of intellect or intelligence you think they got when they come together, put together some kind of plan? Some jokers just talk shit all day. Because there's no retaliation, and they can sit back and make noise, make noise, make noise. And lately, the different protests that they've been putting together ain't materialized the shit. Because nobody wants to be a part of that. When they was in Charlottesville, they was in the street arguing against white folks. 
There wasn't even a lot of people in Charlottesville. They were arguing against their own color, and they didn't even realize it. And then when the guy came out and hit the person with a car, he ended up killing a white woman. So what the fuck did you achieve in Charlottesville? You out there arguing with white people because that's their neighborhood. And then when you came with the with the murderous car, you end up killing a Caucasian woman. So what the fuck was that all about, that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. So let's circle back to the kissing list. Yeah, the kissing list. Uh, like I said, you got that guy. <laughs> Maybe that fucking game, Good Low Sutton, got me all fired up. Good <laughs> Good little mm-hmm. son. I could just see his. I could just see his grandpapa on the on the damn Alabama porch with a with a with a straw from a damn broom in his mouth, cleaning his fucking teeth. Anyway, <laughs> um, the stock market reacts to uh, the stock market reacts to Nike's uh, stock when Zen's uh, shoes split. You know that was yeah. A, that he, guy Zion when Zion, his yeah, split. his shoes split. I couldn't believe how this this stock went down two percent. I'm no, like, because, dude, it was one shoe that split. Why well, is everybody tripping? Well, the brother, I'm putting the whoever brother, caused that on the kissing list. It was obviously but, uh, know, Nike's, I, I think, Nike's I, competition. I, I think the brother was sabotaged. Well, here's what I found out. I found out that mm. they're supposed to swap. They usually wear different shoes after about two or three times. They put on mm-hmm. a fresh pair of shoes. They said he'd been wearing these since the beginning of the season. Yeah, and they're probably worn so out. So those shoes were probably worn out and weak. Mm-hmm. The seams and stuff were stretched and weak from all the stress. And then he's out there running and pushing them to well, the limit. And the game, well, this happened when the game first started. I don't started. think that was on Nike. And also, you know, Barack Obama was in attendance, so he's probably trying to show off yeah, a little bit. he was pushing. So it was a lot of a lot of aggression going on at that time. He was being. You know, some people feel yeah, like these look, are my lucky shoes, just, and I'm not just, changing them. Just like the Jesse Smollett's crap. Yeah, I can tell me anything y'all want to. This was the top guy people came out to see in the first mm-hmm. less than a minute. He was sabotaged. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, no that's doubt. Yes, he was. He was sabotaged. But you know, but I'll tell you what. The game. They lost the game about 10 points. Oh, they lost big time. He was time. the number one. Yeah, but you know yeah, what, though? They say he was the number one guy. But they you know what that revealed, him. too? Know what that, that revealed, too? That revealed the fact that college players aren't getting paid. They were saying that tickets at that game cool. between North Carolina and Duke were big money. You cool. had all kind of celebrities cool. in the audience. You had me. Because, you know, a lot of alumni from, from, North, from North Carolina, the Tar Heels, they're millionaires. I'm sure. Sure. They're complete millionaires. Yeah. I remember that's, a gentleman that's, I knew. That's big money. Mm-hmm. I knew. I remember a gentleman I knew uh, up in New York. He was the, uh, I knew, uh, knew, uh, knew of him. I met him. He was the, um, he used to run uh, Jones, New York, which is mm-hmm. that uh, clothing company. Yeah. Yeah, his name mm-hmm. was, uh, his first name was, yeah, his last name was Bonaparte. That was his last name, like Napoleon. Okay. His last name was uh-huh. Bonaparte, and um, uh, well, I forget his first name. I met him at, a, at an affair one time, and, um, but he, 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 this man was a millionaire. You know, and he was an alumni of uh, North Carolina and, and uh, of uh, of the Tar Heels and and everything mm-hmm. thereof, and and so they, I'm telling you, a lot of them they kids go money. to these schools. Their their a lot of people who go to these colleges. Their parents are loaded. All they're right. Loaded. Mm-hmm. Who else we got on the list? <laughs> anyway, craft. Um, craft. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Craft for like not to uh, out there hunting down yin yang. Yeah, you got a big ass house, man. Won't you just set a little room up in the house where you can go <laughs> and, and give you give your Johnson some honor. <laughs> Yeah, they're hunting yang yang. He was in a strip mall. We're gonna put him on the kids for going in a strip mall. Yeah. And I think that the it's stupidity. The strip mall he went exactly. to was flanked by I think there was a pizza shop that sold pizza by the slice on one side <laughs> and the other side was a uh I think it was a a a, a, a zip cleaners. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, okay. who else is Okay, also, we got uh, Trump for saying that he was surprised about hearing about Kraft. I'm like, how are you surprised? You know Kraft. You yeah, know how I'm y'all surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. He's talking about, I'm just really surprised. I was surprised. I was really surprised. And you know that that's what Man, big, whatever, dude. Whatever. That's what billionaires do have the time is get massages. That's what they do. I know they do. That's what all of them do. Maybe also, he was surprised how got, stupid he was. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I got Gary Dolphin, who is an Iowa basketball radio announcer, for referring to a black player from Maryland University Terrapins as King Kong. Yeah, oh, it never yeah. stops. Yeah, he's yeah. selling Howard Cosell. Remember Howard Cosell yeah, exactly. made a racist remark? And they got yeah, when he said, ass. look at that monkey run. And they mm-hmm. took that mic from him. And the other guy with the big hat, that stupid guy. Uh, Also, I've got McCrary McCrary Dallas, the guy who's involved Mm -hmm. with the voter fraud in North Carolina. And uh, whoever that Virginia teacher was who came up with that Underground Railroad slave game, they're on the history list. There you go. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, I've got Mark Stein, who was a guest on the Fox (laughs) News show with Tucker Carlson. Thursday night, last night, who said that there is nobody alive today who has a grandparent who was a slave, so African Americans need to move on from slavery. Just need to get over it and move on. I'm like, dude, you on the kissing list ten times. What rock did Uh, he crawl from underneath? uh, And Trump in general, so many things. Uh, Okay. Anybody else, Kevin? No, I think that's it. Get everything. Oh, last two, the 14 and 15 year old girls that tried to rob a bank. Y'all so stupid. Y'all on the kissing list. We got Mm -hmm. something just for everybody on the kissing list. You won a prize, and here's your prize. Kiss my entire ass. My ass. You can All right, welcome back to a John Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Bonsoir. 
It's time for the last word. Mm. It's been a great night. And it's time for the last word. Yeah, well, first of all, I hope that we enlightened you guys about uh, a little bit of the world tonight. Um, as far as things going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'll, I'll go first on the last word. You know, my last word is to look at look at God's work, you know. You know, I just think that God has a has a way of talking to us through a lot of situations, you know. And every now and then he'll reveal to the world that, that nobody's perfect and everybody's doing their thing. And no matter how much money you got, you know, speaking on crab, money ain't got nothing to do with it. Money don't have nothing to do with it. Don't ever get it twisted. Money is a means to an end. Money is how you pay your bills, take care of things, get things done, put things in perspective. But the two things money cannot buy is love and happiness. Believe me. Money cannot secure you with debt. You could be you can be fat. You could be fat with money, believe me, but you can still be in a lonely ass room with a pocket ass full of money. So love and happiness are two things that money cannot purchase, so don't ever get it twisted. Anyway, but um, on the situation, like I said, with today's events, I didn't, you know, and I wish, I wish Kraft, Kraft has plenty of money, so he could, he could build his defense to delay it, parlay it, take his, take his, uh, take, take his um, knocks on the chin, or what have you, however he's going to do it. But the same thing happened to the owner of the uh, Indianapolis Colts, a guy named Ursula. He was, uh, he was a cokehead. He's still he's still the owner, but he had to end up paying a fine of five hundred thousand dollars to the NFL for, uh, you know, the what do you call that? The unbecoming uh, actions or treatment of it, and so he might end up losing money with that. But what's five hundred thousand dollars to a billionaire? Anyway, but uh, all I'm saying is that God revealed Himself to show that no matter who or what you are, people can slip up and make a mistake. You know, so he ain't always got to be a 17-year-old person from the hood. You know, you can be a fucking millionaire from New England, you know, or a billionaire, excuse me. But my last word is be safe, and I hope you'll continue listening to the pajama party every Friday night. And uh, I'll turn it over to uh, one of you guys. Okay, I'll go. Uh, my last word, this is Red Wine, and my last word is... For all the men, women, and children who've been abused at the hands of the priest in the Catholic Church, or any other church for that matter, or anybody, please speak up and tell somebody. Don't keep that stuff to yourself. Tell somebody. Get the help you need. Take these predators out of service and get them off the street. I don't care if they wear a robe, a uniform, whatever. Get them off the street. Tell somebody. I'm tired of people covering for them. You know, you got to get rid of these folks. When you have an infestation, you call an exterminator. So let's get them exterminated. And that's all I'm saying. Over to you, Kevin. All right. Uh, my last word is on January 27th, I lost one of the most important persons of my life. She gave me life, love, and inspiration. She was and will always be a beacon of light for me and so many other people. Thank you for being my mother and my number one fan. 
That's my last word. Rest in peace, Mom. Love you. Rest in peace, Mama Z. We love you. And you're always on our mind. No doubt. Uh, Well, until next Friday night when we do it all again, this is the Pajama Party crew signing off. Be sure to check us out online at apajamaparty.com. And uh, thanks to our sponsors, DC Homegrown, for keeping us on the air, keeping the lights on. We appreciate that. And be sure to check out our advertisers, Purple House Books and Radiance Designers. Thank you so much for advertising with us. And if you'd like to advertise with us, hit us up. We'd love to have you right along with us. Until next Friday night, let's say goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Papa. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, cattle. Good night. This is Red Wine saying bonsoir until next Friday night. We'll see you then. Peace out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night. And good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, no, 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 no.